In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that'll draw both eyes and compliments. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. We also offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods. As spring makes its way into summer, stay cool in a short-sleeve, moisture-wicking pearl snap or make your own shade with one of their classic straw hats, new in both men's and women's styles. And if you're planning to hit the road, Tecovis's ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags will get you where you're headed in style and are built to last decades. Visit Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Yak Gadget, made in America, based outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Yak Gadget offers all kinds of storage accessories, quick mount motor mounts, anchor systems, track mounted accessories, even paddles. Go to yakgadget.com and get your kayak decked out for your next trip out on the water. The 153 Bay Company, based in Troy, Ohio, make everything from plastics to custom painted hard baits. Hook them hard and hook them off. All of our baits are made to order and all of our hard baits are hand painted to order. So go to the153anglers.com to place your order today. Based in Santa Ana, California, Biolano Power provides the highest performance lithium-ion phosphate batteries for the marine market. These batteries are one quarter the weight of sealed lead acid batteries, provide over 2,000 to 3,000 charge cycles in a 10 plus year service life. These batteries can be used for any deep cycle application, including running fish finders, trolling motors, live wells, and LED lights. For more information, visit BioNOPower.com. That's B-I-O-E-N-N-O-P-O-W-E-R.com or contact dealers nationwide welcome to the paddle and fin podcast network this is the final cast segment with your host brad hicks and josh eldridge where we cast our final opinion on all products good and bad welcome to the final cast you're listening to the final cast on the paddle and fin podcast network i'm brad What's up, everybody? It's Josh. How you doing, Josh? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Good. It seems like it's been a while. Well, it was like a week. <laughs> it's like it's longer than that. I don't know why, but uh, <laughs> we got a cool episode tonight, man. Uh, somebody local to us, they're running a uh, a cool little uh, livery, livery service, livery, however you pronounce it. Yeah, mobile, uh, mobile livery service. Yeah. So, uh, Sean Tate, welcome to the show, man. How you doing? Good. Glad to be here. So yeah, uh, I I heard of you through Ryan Dahl. He's one of my buddies that I've fished with on the river a few times. Um, he he speaks highly of your service and he loves it. So I was like, I need to get this guy on because it sounds like a cool concept. Nobody else is doing it, and it, it's I, I want to bring it to people's attention right. to to help you grow, but then maybe to inspire somebody else in other states to do the same thing because kayak fishing is getting so big and popular right. nowadays. So it is. Um, let's start off with a, like a background of you. Let, let us uh, know a little bit about you. Okay. So um, I've grown up in the Dayton area, been here since I was about 10 years old and I've always fished. I start off catch or fishing carriage hill um, for large mouth. Mm -hmm. I've fished, Taylorsville Dam. I used to ride my bike to Taylorsville Dam. So, so I've just, I've been fishing my whole life. I've been fishing the great Miami my whole life. Mm -hmm. Um, and just recently about the past five years, I've got into kayak fishing. Um, I started out with a Pelican sit inside. Um, after about 
six months, I quickly um, <laughs> upgraded to a Vibe. So I, I'm currently a Vibe guy. I have a Shearwater 125, um, and I also have a Seaghost 110. Um, and those are my personal kayaks. But but getting to my business, um, you know, Dayton has invested millions of dollars into paddle sports. Mm-hmm. We have the kayak play areas, um, Eastwood, we have downtown, the, the kayak players. And like you said, nobody's doing what I'm doing. Um, mm-hmm. you know, there's nobody that offers any kind of rentals or, or, or any kind of mobile livery service. And, and I've just been thinking about it ever since I first got into a kayak and, you know, I've just, it's kind of grown and, uh, I've just been building, buying kayaks I, I built and, a custom trailer that I can fit them all on. And one day I just, I actually got mad at my boss and I said, man, I think I'm just going to quit and, and see how this, <laughs> how this thing goes. And so this is my first year. Um, and you know, it's still a little bit early in the season. I've, mm-hmm. I've been getting some business. Um, but I've had so many inquiries. I've talked to so many people. Um, and, and yeah, so now that kayak season is, is getting ready to ramp up. I just, I want people to know that I'm here, that I offer, offer mobile livery service. Um, the areas really that I like to focus on are from 571 in tip city, mm-hmm. um, to the Moraine boat launch and everywhere in between, um, on the great Miami for the most part, but I also will do, um, shuttles on the mad river. Uh, I'd like to stay away from the Spangler Road area just because it it gets a little dangerous. But also the, yeah. the Stillwater River. Um, but yeah, I, I just I see a need for it. There's a there's a need in the community, and and I want to help fill that need and and play on the river doing it. So yeah, and that that need is you're in the perfect spot because we have like four or five rivers in this area within 30 minutes. It's right. pretty incredible, but. And we oh. have an awesome fishery too. I mean, the, the oh, yeah. great Miami just hold in. And I seen your twenty that you caught. So, congratulations on that. Um, Thanks. Yeah, I still can't believe that fish. Yeah, man, it, it's it's a, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I mean, when you catch a twenty inch fish, you're just on a high for months. Yeah, I, I I've been fishing for that thing for eight years. It's it's just crazy. I, I was with Josh when he caught his. Blows my mind that stretch that Josh cut his off of. I know of three other fish that came out of there over right. twenty. Some like, yeah. it's cool, man. But yeah, where else can you go and know that you have a chance to catch a twenty inch smallie? I mean, yeah. Nowhere else awesome. in nowhere else in this area I can think of, unless you go up north. Yeah, right. it's it's you're you're looking at having to go up to Erie, you know, and I've I've read some stuff about how well the Great Miami fish is when it comes to smallmouth and it's always had a good reputation. I think it's it's only gotten better with the amount of time, you know, like the conservancy districts are putting into trying to save the rivers in our area. Mm-hmm. You know, the more the more work they can get done, the better. And I was I don't know if you guys caught one of the Facebook posts the other day where somebody was talking about Hey, what do you think could be help improve, like you know, the fisheries in this area, or it was maybe in Ohio, and so you know there was all this thing about slot limits and blah blah blah. And I think the number one thing is that people don't take them. You know what I mean? Stop taking bass. Um, So if you want to put a slot limit in for that reason, yes. But I think our number one biggest issue is the condition of our waterways. Um, I think what you've seen over time, why it's gotten better is because of EPA standards and that sort of thing have gotten stricter. So you don't have industries pumping the crap into the rivers that they used to back, you know, back a long time ago. Um, And especially in the Dayton area, it's almost kind of weird, man. It's like um, a lose-lose or not lose-win situation. You had a lot of manufacturing businesses that have fell out in the Dayton area which brought, you know, a lot of property stuff down. And, you know, you've seen this struggle that Dayton have had with so many, like, so that we had a good industrial stronghold here. You know, you had GM, you had mm-hmm. um, this and that, you know, and with those companies going away. But I think at the same time, it's helped the environment around in the generalized area as well. You know, that like the Great Miami River, man, dude, I've, like it's sometimes it's crazy to see the shad in, in there, you know, mm-hmm. like it's 
like just you're like, man, look how many there are, you know, yeah. and, and you know, and you're in a good area when you're seeing it. The problem is always it like comes and goes still, yep. you know, like, um, but I think uh, that's our number. That would be our my number one thing to say was what could get the water, you know, our lakes and waterways better is just clean them up, man. Like it's sad, you know, I guarantee right now you go down in some of those areas that we fish, Brad, and you're going to be like, ah, dude, look at all the garbage everywhere because of everything, you know, with the ri the river, the way it rose so quickly in the past yeah. few days. But definitely, Sean, I think that you're on to something, dude. Um, I talked, I think me and Ryan were going to fish one day and I ended up not being able to, and he might've went out or something weird, but um, it's a great idea, dude. Like it's because that's one of the things that kind of drives people, I think, not to want to go is like they're like, man, I don't know if I want to pull my boat upstream or do this, you yeah. know what I mean, like or that. I don't, I don't have nobody can go or you know, like right. Just it could be kind of a pain. And what better way to be able to just get your boat together, and launch, and know that somebody can come and get you, or vice right. versa, you know vice versa too and and really that's how i'd like to operate i mean I, I obviously i'm open for both ways but i think it would probably help me and help the customer more if i could meet them at the the drop-off location mm -hmm. where their vehicles are i could load their kayaks up then i could take them upstream and then mm -hmm. i'm not waiting on them they can go back to their they can kayak back to their vehicle at their leisure yeah they don't have to worry about me i don't have to worry about them I've that's gone through my mind quite a bit because I, I fished a lot by myself last year with Corona and stuff. I, I'd be off a few days, you know, and no, no, everybody else would be at work. I'm like, how am I going to do this? I resorted to putting a motor on my kayak, but I know that's not feasible for a lot of guys, but right. yeah, good idea, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope it works out. Um, you know, it, it is a need. And so I've had all kinds of inquiries, um, you know, people message me on Facebook. So so I, I, I am I'm definitely on to something. And I heard on a podcast not too long ago that 2000, the spring of 2021 is going to be a launching point for a lot of people in the mm -hmm. paddling sports industries career. Um, uh, I believe it. So, and, and you've already seen, you already see that. I mean, the more I'm out on the river, I've, I already see so many more people. Um, mm -hmm. And I, and I think that's only going to grow. Um, mm -hmm. So it's good to have, to be a positive influence on the river, you know, because there is, we do have to do our job. You know, we want to make sure that we're practicing catch and release, especially right. you know, those big 19, 20 inch smallmouth. Mm -hmm. Um that we're taking our trash out, that we're picking up after ourselves. You know, we do have to take care of the fishery, but yeah, but it's great because it's, it is getting better, you know, like it's overall getting much, much better as you know, things tighten up, you know, like it sucks at the same time when you see those businesses that were so, you know, rooted here in Dayton, but you know, at the same time, you're like, you know, like that's probably why the fishing's gotten better. Less pollution, man. Is and you know, and they're also getting rid of all the stupid low head dams. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't like it, but I do think that it does help over time. Um, you know, you'll just you'll get. I don't know. I I I, I to, to be honest with you, I think it'll make the fishing a little bit more easy because when you try to fish up on dams, that kind of it creates a lot of garbage in the water. Those low head dams do because they mm -hmm. start getting stuff stuck down underneath there. Everybody's throwing the lures in the same, you know, um, current <laughs> creases, you know what I mean? And you're like, dude, I've lost 10 lures to the same log year after year after year, you know? Yeah. And, um, cause I mean, I guarantee if you went and dove in some of those areas, you'd just, you'd crack up. You'd be like, there's a guy, there's a, somebody I met dude on the river last year. And he was like, floating up on the Miamisburg dam dude and he goes and pulls off this all of the southwick jerk baits dude off of this one tree like that <laughs> he's like i get them back every year he gets in the kayak and goes up there and he's like and i also found find like you know anywhere from 20 to 50 lures that aren't mine you know yeah. and he's like and it's on the same stupid log that's underneath the water you know like yep that's we'll funny. We'll shout out to that dude if 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 he finds any <laughs> mega bass crankbaits. Those are fine. <laughs> those are expensive. <laughs>
So Sean, what, um, what was the idea of where you came from, you know, with, with this idea, what, what were you thinking? Like originally, what, did you have some frustrations within, you know, your own kayak game or what, what kind of spawned this whole thing? Um, so really it's, it's the fisherman, you know, I'm, I'm a fisherman. And even if you go with two or three people, it's still a pain. Yeah. I mean, cause you have to take two vehicles and by the time, you know, two vehicles, you all got to meet at one place. You all got to fit your kayaks in the same vehicle. You gotta, you know, then, then once you're done, one person has to go back and, and it's, it's just a pain. So even with me, um, you know, I can, I can, I can help that, you know, yeah. um, and that was, it was a frustration of mine. Just, you know, everybody would like to just go out on the river and, and know that you have somebody there to pick you up or to drop you off. Um, but I, I also don't know if that can, can pay all the bills. So that's why I, I decided to add rentals into that. Um, so currently right now I have seven just sit in style Pelican kayaks that, that I rent out. But I also have two bona fide SS 107s that I put some Garmin fish finders on. They got anchor wizards, the bomb anchors. And, you know, I figure I could probably do some charters or, you know, rent those out. And that's that's what I offered on the small jaw brawl. Mm-hmm. Hey, I mean, if you come from Columbus and you don't you don't want to haul your kayak, you know, yeah. come down here and give me a call. I'll, I'll let you use mine for the day. And so that was something I was going to ask about, too. Could you you have bonafide 107s. What made you go with the bonafide? So actually, I got a good deal on them. Um, okay. I do. I do like the bonafides. I have a buddy that that he has a bonafide mm-hmm. one one twenty seven, and he has the Bixby motor on his. We both mm-hmm. have Bixbys. Um, so I, I like his. And some I came across somebody that was selling them. They had bought them, had them in the water two or three times, and they were selling them for pretty cheap. So I mm-hmm. snatched. I snatched them up. So that's how I ended up with the bona fides. I'm actually a vibe guy. You know, my own <laughs> personal kayak is a vibe. Um, but yeah. You can see my background. I got a big yeah, bona fide background back here. <laughs> yeah, I see that. I'm in a 127 also. I love that thing. Yeah, yeah but we all know your journey with kayak, so it doesn't even count, Brad. Stop. <laughs> no, the, I'm I'm done, dude. I'm sticking with modified. <laughs> right. They're good kayaks, man. They are, they are, but I don't yeah, believe you. <laughs> that, that's a cool uh that's another little cool thing that caught my eye though is you're renting out these bonafides that are like fully loaded and having all the fish finder and everything on it, it nobody else is doing that yeah nobody nobody yeah, and you, you're spoiling your customers because those things are extremely comfortable i they mean are. you got anchor wizard it's ar- arguably one of the best kayak uh uh, products sure. ever made for a kayak and then you right. got a da deba- a bomb anchor that's the best anchor on the market i don't care what anybody says doesn't get any better yeah battleship out there it's awesome so it's- yeah if i if i could take the number one accessories and put on a kayak i mean that's what they are that the, the mm-hmm. anchor wizard you gotta have it yep. you gotta have an anchor um a fish finder is nice you don't have to have it but you know it's it, it's nice but the anchor wizard the bomb anchor yeah they are phenomenal um, so yeah, the bomb, they are the bomb. <laughs> That's so cool. you, um, do you have plans for increasing like your, um, your fully rigged kind of lineup, like in the future? Um, I am, I don't know if I'm going to go bonafide. I'm probably go a little cheaper route because what, what I would like to do with the bonafides is keep those more for advertising. Yeah. <laughs> um, they look nice on the top of my trailer and use those for charters. You know, if somebody wants to go out with me on the water, you know, I'll, I'll set them up on a bona fide, take them out, show them how to catch some smallmouth. Um, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm thinking I actually went and looked today, um, maybe a vibe, maybe a couple more vibes and mm-hmm. use those that I can rent out to people. Have you right. thought about doing pedal drives or anything like that for people who want to go out on lakes? Um, you know, I own a pedal drive and I don't know that I've, I haven't ever been on a Hobie, so I don't know what the Hobie mm-hmm. drive system's like, but I don't know that the vibe um, pedal drive is up to an industrial standard. You know, I don't think if I rent, I don't think if I rented it out every day to somebody and I, I hate to bash vibe like that, but no, I, don't, I, I don't think if I rented those out to somebody every day that they would last very long. 
Well, to right. be honest yeah. with you, dude, that's not a vibe thing. That's just a kayak thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't care if you're looking at a Jackson or a Hobie or what. The, all these drive systems eventually have problems. Like, I, there's this big thing where everybody wants to shit on Jackson or, you know, give Hobie crap. I mean, Hobie's 360 drive has problems. Um, you know, it's it's new. Um, I mean, even the Jackson drive is relatively new still, too. Right. Um, you know, to be honest with you, I like the Jackson drive system. I like the Hobies. I think they both have like good points, you know, or whatever. And, you know, you've seen some of these other ones like Old Town tried and true PDL system. But there's some stuff about it that you're like, eh, well, what if it only had this, you know? So, but I mean, dude, I would think it'd be maybe something you could. You know, if you ever got – you have one, maybe put another one and you would just have it and you could give somebody the experience of that because that's a big selling point I think you would have. I don't think you'd have to necessarily go to make this thing like I, – I, if it's up to you, like how expensive you want to want to go. But I would think that, A, you could maybe look at like one of these, you know, dealers in the area and say, hey – I'll push customers to you guys, you know, if, you know, maybe they could cut you a deal on a kayak or something weird like that. But here's what I would say, though. This is going to be a big benefit. There is a lot of people that come on questioning whether or not they should get a pedal drive or a normal kayak. And it is not always very easy for people to get in those pedal drives unless you're like somebody like Strictly Sale that's they got a big, huge inventory of it. You know what I mean? But right. sometimes there's a lot of places that you're like, man, I came and demo this kayak. And we all here at Paddle and Finn and in the whole community are always like, oh, demo, 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 demo. And you're like, well, I can't. There's, I'm sort of limited on what I can try. But at least you could get somebody in the, I don't know, have the experience of what a pedal drive is like, you know? Right. Um, right. You know, maybe you don't have to, maybe not have to like rent it out. Um, like for full days at a time, but like have it there available if somebody wants to try it out. And you can knock down like maybe what the cost of charging somebody to use it or something weird. I don't know. Right. It's just something that I, I know that I think there's a little bit of a missing area for, you know, is to be able to kind of get out there and try these pedal drives or something, you know, like, or maybe you right. even link up with like some of the dealers and you're like, hey, you know, like, these guys want to can we come down like you know get together whatever and you know you could kind of help out with that i don't know it's I, I like what you're doing man there's a lot of open open like areas that you can explore right um, you know yeah there there is i'm actually um one of the things i'm actually th thinking of and in talks with right now is is there is a there's a restaurant that's on the river um, close to me. And so I've, I've reached out to them. Um, I think I have a meeting sometime this week of maybe where we can do some kind of paddle night, you know, with mm -hmm. them. Um, so there is, there's so many ideas and I just got to kind of feel around and see which one works for me. And, you know, cause obviously I can't do everything. Um, right. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's, I, I think I'm in that stage, that kind of figuring out stage and uh, yeah, there's just so many ideas. That's the exciting part, though, man. It trying is to, trying to figure everything out. Yeah, uh, I know when I do something stupid like rigging a kayak and you're just going through the process of figuring out what you want to do. That's the fun part, right? Yeah. Well, and, and there's a lot of things I got to follow. So I didn't know that mm -hmm. as a business, you're not just allowed to launch at any public place, you know. So I'm really right now. I'm in the part in the talks with the the Five Rivers Metro Parks. Um, they are the ones, so they don't own the land. They actually lease the land from the Miami Conservancy District, it seems. So okay. I have to have uh, permits through them. So they finally issued my permits last week for Eastwood and for Huffman. Um, I'm currently working on Riverscape, Taylorsville Dam. Um, oh, I didn't know that. And so, this, is, this is only because you're doing something commercial, right? That is correct. Yeah. That is correct. And they might not have known. I mean... Of course, if I had all kinds of business and I'm there multiple times every day, which I hope is what's going to go on, you know, they would finally mm -hmm. begin to catch on. But I wanted to find out what I had to do up front to do it right. Yeah. Um, so apparently going through the going through them, getting permits is the right way to do it. Um, is this something yearly you have to renew or? It is. Yes. Yeah. Mm. yeah. 
Taxes, man. <laughs> and taxes. I mean, you know, I'm learning taxes. So <laughs> are you having to carry like insurance at all? Yes, I did have to carry a million dollar million dollar insurance policy. Hmm. Yeah, there's there's a lot more into it than I thought it would be. Yeah, and, and these Brian's like, all I need is a trailer. Well, shoot, I can do that. Like, no. <laughs> well, and so that's actually how it happened. I, I bought a trailer. I bought all the equipment, and then I went to the metro parks, and I, I kind of flagged down one of the rangers one day, and I said, "Hey, what happens if I start doing this?" And she said, "You can't do that. You got to have a permit." <laughs> I said, "Well, I, you don't understand. I quit my job. I started this business." And she said, "Well, you probably should have started getting permits through us before you quit your job." <laughs> But I think those are the things I wouldn't be able to navigate, um, yeah. you know, and put my 100% effort into it without, you know, full time. So mm -hmm. that's what I did. And, you know, my wife, she's very supportive and she said, quit your job. Let's make this work. So, you know, I have that time to figure out what I have to do right? You know, to do things right. And so you, you could also like you could do this to where you don't have an off season also and invest in dry suits if you wanted to well, well that's something i'm gonna have to figure out when i get there you know yeah people don't kayak all year round i mean yeah. i do get them you, you guys probably do but <laughs> but the, the general public does not yeah brad most of the people who are doing that have been involved with it for a while they're like you know the kind of like the last people that are going to be like oh yeah yeah i mean no that's not true let me think about that i mean you could do that like most of those ohio river guys aren't because they're going to be launching and going back to the same place. But, yeah. you know, if you wanted it locally still to be d doing some rivers and stuff like that. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. You know, I'm like, yeah, still be useful, you know. Except Sean will be like, dude, where are these guys? I'm freezing my ass off out here. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, They'll change their mind, though, when uh, they catch a fish in the dead of winter. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That'll warm you up real fast. Oh, yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> Uh, you mentioned uh, your boundaries. So you said 571 and Tip City to uh, East River Road, right? Uh, yes. So the, okay. the Moraine boat line. And I'm not saying that I won't go outside of that. Like, okay. like I actually, uh, I think I might have an event coming up this. I'm not 100%. But, you know, they're going to have four or five rentals. Um, so, yeah, I'll, of course. I'll, and this is in the Bellbrook area. Mm -hmm. Um little Miami river. So uh, of course I will, you know, there's, there's four kayaks. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not saying, but if one person calls me and says, Hey, I need you to pick me up in Miamisburg and take me to, you know, I, I, that's probably a little bit out of my wheelhouse. And okay. Well, I mean, it, is that something you would consider if like you would have to change the rates, I guess. I would have, and I would. And, and I okay. mean, if, if somebody wants to pay that extra, you know, 30 bucks for me to come get them in my right. then of course I'll do it. Yeah, I know. I'm thinking Hamilton down at the furthest because once you get down past Hamilton, the smallmouth fishing's not as great. Right. Right. That's interesting. So that's the one, that's the one thing I kind of got to navigate is, is, mm -hmm. you know, how I'm going to, um, service those areas that are a little further away and still be able to pay bills, you know, still be successful. Yeah. I I imagine most people would understand that too. If it's out of the uh, vicinity, the rates are obviously going to go up. So I, 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 I'd expect most people to understand that and not give you any grief over it, you know? Right. Yeah. I did a shuttle today. I, I actually picked somebody up in Springfield um, and they had me shuttle a tandem bike to Cincinnati. And they paid me $135. So, Oh, you do bikes too? Well, I do now, I guess. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't, I didn't plan on doing bikes, but it's once that happened that you kind of was like, wow, you know, these, these, uh, we have bike trails that are all along the same pass as the, yeah. all the waterways, you know? So 
Very yeah, we have an ex- super extensive bike bike trails around here. I mean, it's insane. We, yeah, we, we do. And if you think about it, there's nobody renting bikes. Yeah. Nobody renting bikes, nobody renting kayaks. And we have all, I mean, the, the trails are the same. All the bike paths go along the waterways, the Little Miami, the Great Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. nobody's doing it. Yeah. And the, these trails, they're connected throughout the country too. Like you, from the trails here, you can get across to the other side of the country from. Right. Yeah. yeah they're they're, they're all interconnected. Yeah. Ridiculous. Um, so I was trying to, I can't really think of what I was trying to say, but we, all right. We talked about the guiding stuff. I, let, let's go over that a little bit. Like you take somebody down the river. This has always crossed my mind. You take somebody down the river. Do you teach them how to fish? How does that work? I would. So that, that that's where I would spend more time. I wouldn't really be fishing. I'd kind of be more in a te- teacher mode. Um, mm-hmm. I, for some reason, I'm just always kind of a, a teacher by nature. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I would love to take somebody, man, take somebody 15, 16, 17 years old, you know, anybody out on the river and let them catch their first smallmouth there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the feeling is just, it's something you never forget. And yeah, I would trade my fishing pole for a net and, and you know, just paddle around, tell people where to cast, show them, you know, hey, these are seams, smallmouth like to hang out here and, mm-hmm. you, you know, and just kind of show them, show them kind of the different um you know, some of the different rigs you can use on the water, some of the different things you can use for smallmouth, the locations to find them. And yeah, I just love to net fish for them, take them off, you know, retie their hooks. So the, the only thing with that is, is I like to, I like to use expensive stuff. You know, I'm a, yeah. I'm a, I'm a well, Ned rig, but I yeah. mean, as many times as you snag on the water, you're using Z-Man stuff. So, so if I do end up charter and I'm going to have to find a cheaper way, to uh you know to catch fish because i don't want to just keep handing out z-mans every time somebody breaks off in the river oh yeah understand that um do you you provide the poles and everything to then for them i i do yeah actually yeah cool what 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 do you guys or what what does a customer what do you do they expect to use when on the water with you so i was gonna buy one of the Dobbins reels and, or one of the Dobbins rods. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm a big, um, I'm a Fluger reel guy. So I was going to put the Fluger presidents on them. Um, I actually talked to guys at Fisherman's and they're like, man, people just do not treat rods and reels the way that you treat them. Mm-hmm. He said, if I was you, I'd go buy out and buy a couple ugly sticks and put some president, you know, put some Fluger presidents on them and use them. And that's what I did. And you know what? I think I'm switching back to ugly sticks. <laughs> you like so, them? So I put a, so it's an ugly stick. It's just a, a medium fast action. Um, and I put a fluger reel on it, and I I lined it with braid. And I'm telling you, it is as sensitive as my Enigma. I'm an Enigma guy, and it's huh. just as sensitive as my Enigma. That's so I I sent I actually sent Ryan Dahl a picture of one of the big smallmouths I caught, and he's like. Dude, you got a uh, ugly stick. <laughs> I'm like, I do. I know that guy's using like the St. Croix, like let tournament legend and a Stratic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. that's what I, that's what I caught my first big small, my, I mean, it was literally uh 16th of an inch below a 20 and uh, it was on a GX2 ugly stick GX2 with a little loose carbon fire you know the one you can get like at walmart yep <laughs> this is literally what it was it was like the first like rod combo that i built and um yeah dude i mean it works i think it, i'm i honestly think i because I'm, I'm tough on equipment i'm i beat it up you know mm-hmm. there, i don't know how many limbs i'm hung up in the back with my you know in the back of my kayak and a rod holder so yeah save myself I mean, some money yeah and it just makes sense too if you're guiding there's no reason to be putting three four hundred dollar rods in the hands of people who are trying to learn you know you're right there's there's no reason for it and you know it's i mean i'm not even i'm not i don't have a super expensive taste i've learned to i've learned where to blow money and where not to um Mm. one thing i've not dropped a lot of money on is fishing rods um and, and reels for that matter i have expensive stuff 
but I find stuff a lot of times on sale. Like, I, and like when I say on sale, I'm not talking about like 10 or 20% off. I catch stuff at like, you know, where it's like 40, 50% off. Like I bought two Fenwicks that are like $300 rods. Um, mm -hmm not this past Christmas, the Christmas before. And the only reason I bought them is because they were 50% off because they were redesigning the rod. So right. I was like, dude, a $300 rod for 150 bucks. Yeah, I'll do that, you know, all day long. Yeah. But, and then I, I have a real nice lose. That was like 270 bucks I got for 130. And the reason why it was 130 Jeez. is because it's a left-handed retrieve, which I love. You know, I didn't do the whole switch hands thing. And I love it because you can find reels that are get overstocked and tackle warehouse once in a while, like around Christmas time or a little bit after Christmas, we'll have them like, you know, anywhere from 40 to 60% off. So it's like, but I, to, to be honest, I just can't, I can't bring myself to be like, yeah, dude, I'm going to go get that new St. Croix. Like, yeah. you know, like I just, I'm like, as much as I'd love it, like I just can't do it. I, you know, because I'm the same way, Sean, I'm super tough on my rods. Like I've thrown three of them in the water and this is in the past, like, three years i lost three in the water broke probably seven you know like it's just it's a constant revolving door of new crap and it's funny as i just buy the same stuff over and over again because i kind of found something relatively cheap that i like and it's sensitive enough that i think i get away with it but mm. there's no reason i think if you were going to do that guide you know if you're doing the guiding and stuff and not i mean there's nothing wrong with the ugly stick series i mean it's like rock solid rock yeah, solid, man like i use i have a catfish rod um ugly stick catfish rod series that i specifically bought by reading you know some stuff about it and every guy who was doing guide servicing was like buy the ugly stick catfish rods hmm. because they're relatively cheap and they're like virtually indestructible like you can't break them yeah. right so yeah yeah, I think I'm an ugly stick guy now. So I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put an ugly stick sticker on the side of my kayak. <laughs> I love it, dude. That's maybe awesome. if I, awesome. maybe if I pull enough twenty inch smallmouth out of the water, uh, they'll start sending them to me for free. <laughs> How many twenties do you got under your belt? <laughs> uh, so to be honest, I'm not really a. I don't take my my hog trough, my catch mm -hmm. my board with me every time. So I honestly don't know. Um, I've caught a few in my life, but I, but I, I don't know. I, I'm not big on, on weight. I just, man, I take a picture yeah. and I let, I let them go. Yeah. So I can respect that, man. I know 20 is like the Holy grail. And I, I have some, I mean, I've fished up in Michigan since I was a kid. Um, we'd go up there and I know it's, you pull four of them in and, you know, yeah. They're all they're all over nineteen inches, so I I don't have a number. No, mm -hmm. I'll take the I'll take nineteen inches any day. Oh, oh yeah, man, man I'll take day. I'll take sixteen inches. <laughs> yeah, heck yeah, inches. dude. Wait till you go up to St. Clair and you catch a six, sixteen or seventeen. You're gonna swear it's a twenty-one inch smallmouth too. Like that's <laughs> what's really funny. And you're gonna pull it out and you're gonna see it flash. You're like, that's a twenty, and you get it out and you're cracking up because it's this like Nerf ball. It's like. 16 inches long dude it's so funny you guys are gonna love it up there man but yeah i can't um, i can't wait to go so i'm actually going we were gonna plan st Clair next week and then the week after that i'm going down to lake cumberland so heck yeah dude that area is awesome too yeah i went last year for the first time and it's it's deep and I, mm -hmm. i'm not a deep water fisherman i'm used to river so yeah, same here i need to get over that hump but there's a few spots in the great Miami river where 15 feet deep I've marked fish and I've pulled. Them oh out. yeah. yeah. So, definitely. Yeah. Um, going back to the guide thing though. So do you ever when, when guiding? So have you had any guide trips yet? I have had one. Yes. Okay. So when you're going down the river, I mean, do you kind of avoid the hot spots or do you, do you have them people fish it? Like, how does that work? Cause well, I would struggle with that. And I think that is going to be my struggle because I did have somebody that invited me to come up to Sydney. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I went up and fished with him in Sydney and he showed me a really nice stretch of river. And he's like, man, nobody ever fishes it. blah, blah, blah. And mm -hmm. He's like, it'd be an awesome place. And I said, do you realize what you're doing? I said, I, I run 
a business and I'm going to be putting people on the river. I said, so how are you going to feel two months from now when I'm introducing 10 new people, you know, on the river, are you going to like that? And, and that's something that I think I'm going to have to struggle with because, mm-hmm. you know, I do know where some of those hot spots are and how, to, how do I balance that? Because I do want people to catch a 20 inch smallie. Right. You know, I, I do because that's only good for my business. Um, you know, but I have friends on the river too, that, that fish those spots. And, and, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I'm going to have to, to kind of balance that and I might make some people mad along the way. And, and I'm sorry for that in advance, but the only thing I can do is I can promise that I'm a catch and release fisherman, you know, and, and I will pass that on to my clients. Right. So, you know, if you, if you see me somewhere and, and, and one of my clients pulls out a 16, I mean, they're going back in the water. Yeah. Period. Period. Um, so I don't know how I'm going to navigate that yet. Cause you know, I was just, I was just thinking, right. You know, Ryan, he was like, you, you know, you, you got to take them up North. And I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> I, I do. But I also want them to catch 18 yeah. and 19 and I know where they're at. So, yeah. you know, I, I hope I don't make people mad. Yeah. You know what, Sean, who cares, dude, I'm yeah. kind of tired of that conversation. Like I've watched people just have the same discussion about spots being blown up and whatever, you know, and everybody makes the the little game of saying, "Oh well, I just throw on my place to get trash." And I'm like, "Dude, I've seen you guys out there. You ain't picking up trash. Right? So, yeah. Shut up, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you ain't cleaning the place up. You're not doing that stuff. Like, right. they just don't want people catching their fish. Exactly. <laughs> and it's not their fish. It's yeah. it's public waterways. If you want to take somebody out there, Sean, you take whoever you want out there. You know. Now, Ryan's your buddy. You have to deal with Ryan. <laughs> but, um, you know, but I'm just saying, like, you know, there's if you have the opportunity to do that, dude, and you it's in every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort and timeless Western style. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers. And with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacova store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. What you're doing, in my opinion, is no, there's nothing really negative about it. You're introducing people to fishing. You're getting people involved. You, you are a catch and release guy. I'm sure you're the kind of person that takes care of the water. If you see some trash, you're going to pick it up, throw yes. it in your kayak, you know, that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, and one of the things that I think, you know, and if you guys have an interest in this, I've been kind of toying around with this idea of trying to get some cleanup stuff, like kind of together in some of these sections. And mm-hmm. I want to start aiming this at some of these dudes would be complaining. You know what I mean? I want to be like, hey, that's fine. All right. Um, yes, people blow up spots. I get it, dude. Like it's been happening. It's always going to happen. It's going to continue to happen. And it doesn't, it's just, just, you guys don't own it. But instead of us complaining and being mad at each other on Facebook, let's all get together and like, be like, Hey dude, let's get hundred people out here, man. There's enough of us. There's thousands of people on Ohio game fishing. There's thousands of people on the, you know, the GMR sites and stuff like that. Like let's get together. Let's go clean up some sections of this river. Cause I know there's some sections that are absolutely disgusting. It is absolutely disgusting, man. And you know, and this is going to go out to us. Um, You guys, some of this stuff is ours. You know, I walked the river the other day and I got 10 brand new lures. you know, 10 lures out, you know, from where it was flooded out or from where people break off and they can't get it. And then the water recedes again. So we're contributing to it as well. You know, we're throwing lead in there. We're doing all kinds of stuff. You know, there's fishing line. I know like we've all had incidences of we've had to do cut something. You're like, ah, just that sucks. I don't want, you know, or you break off and you're like, there's 50 yards of line when I broke off because it broke off in my reel. You know what I mean? I didn't do it on purpose and you, you know, you, can't get to it you know it, it snapped back and disappeared but i don't know man it's just i don't i don't think you have any reason to have to kind of feel bad about you know unless you just keep going to the same place over and over again you know but right overall man you know i think you know if you, I, don't know, I would almost be like hey you know put it in the, your customers hands be like where do you where do you have an interest to float at you know like what is there something that you want to see like visually, like, you know, what do you want to go for something scenic? Are you trying to fish? Like, what is it? You know? Right. 
And then, go ahead. Sorry. No, and that's that's kind of what I was thinking. You know, you get more up north; it's a little more scenic and a little slow, more a little more sl- slow moving. And mm-hmm. and once you get down past, you know, Taylorsville Dam and in the Heber Heights and the Needmore area, then you start getting into residential and city. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, it is it is what they want, and you know what their end goal is. Yeah, man, that makes it such a unique river too, because you're going from scenic to downtown Dayton catching fish in an urban setting it just blows your mind but where else can you see be in a downtown setting catch 14 15 16 inch smallmouth and see bald eagles on the river I mean yeah yeah it's phenomenal it is it it really is phenomenal pretty cool man we have a cool fishery and it It seems like I see them eagles you know it doesn't matter if I'm at Taylorsville Dam or if I'm down in you know Moraine Yeah, I see those bald eagles. I saw a few up in uh, Heber Heights one time. Three Mm -hmm. of them just chilling on a branch. I was like, "That's cool. It is cool." (laughs) I saw I saw one chasing osprey out. An osprey was twice the size of the eagle. Really? (laughs) Yeah, me and my buddy Tyler were wade fishing uh, over in Miamisburg, and we we're just sitting there fishing, and you hear we, we saw the osprey diving in the area, like actually around us, not like real close, but I don't know about fifty to hundred yards away from us. And we finally saw him catch a fish, and he's big, man. He's huge. Like you could hear him hit the water and catches a fish, flies up, starts taking off, and then you just hear this screeching, and it's this <laughs> jet eagle, or this like I call it the, the jet eagle because it literally came in like a fighter jet and it's a bald eagle and it comes just hauling ass in and chase out Osprey around for a while until it dropped the fish and the Osprey tried to land up in the tree and the eagle kind of kept coming and circling around and it just got super territorial, man. It chased an Osprey around and literally that Osprey was almost twice as big as the eagle. Wow. And uh, yeah, he wasn't like, he wasn't having that thing in his area. (laughs) <laughs> it was yeah. pretty pretty awesome we tried to videotape it but you know when you're trying to do that with a phone it looked yeah. you can barely see it's like two little tiny dots in the sky but yeah that's all good but uh sydney area man i floated that for the first time last year incredible completely different river up there it is completely different and it was beautiful i didn't catch a lot of big fish that seemed like the smallmouth were smaller mm-hmm. um but it is. It's a beautiful fishery. Yeah, it's like something you would see out of like a movie about Tecumseh and Shawnee or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Matter of fact, matter of fact, the day I was there, I think I, I think I counted. We seen like fourteen deer or something. Just, I mean, because you're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. That the thing that got me was like shallow, fast moving riffles with these huge boulders. Right, huge boulders. And then you go through a section that has nothing but flat rock. Right. Like the whole bottom's flat, and then it drops off. There's more flat rock, and then it comes back up shallow. But it seems like you can find the hole, you know, because there's not as many deep holes. So you're floating Mm -hmm. along. It's a foot deep, a foot deep, a foot deep, you know, four feet. So this is where I need to fish for the next 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Yep. It kind of makes you wonder where they go in the wintertime, too. Right. Yeah, I don't know if you're you're familiar with Steve Coomer or not, but he says river smallmouth can travel up to thirty miles to find their winter hole. Yeah, I, I actually read his book. He's a he's he's pretty smart. Yeah, yeah, but you also think we still have, we do have a ton of we still have a lot of low head dams on that river. Yeah, know? so they're not right. I mean, they're still going to be somewhat restricted here and there, you know, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think I think what you would see that Brad is a lot of the areas because, like you're talking about, we we always kind of goof around about how the Great Miami is like scenic one second, urban setting, because it goes through so many like I don't want to say major cities because like Sydney's not like a major city, but when it hits areas like Sydney and Troy, and then you know it hits Dayton, it keeps getting bigger and it goes back down, it gets yep. big, goes back down. Because I mean, when the Great Miami starts rolling back down through you know, the Franklin area and like down it's, it gets a little smaller again. It get, like when it's through, hits through West Kelton, it kind of shrinks down a little bit, travels mm-hmm. through Miamisburg and then widens back out again. You know, mm-hmm. like it's really, it's a really weird river. I think yeah. what also makes it so good though, is there was 
so much rock dumped into that on top of whatever natural stuff was. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many bridge, old bridges and dams and stuff that were broken apart on that river and destroyed. Yeah. And they're still doing it. I mean, we're still tearing down these low head dams and, you know, they're building the kayak features that Sean was talking about. Um, that, those are going to make little smallmouth heavens because they're creating current seams that make it easier for them to eat, eat bait fish, you know? So, right. Yeah. Right. But definitely, man, the, uh, oh, man, the what? I just completely forgot. <laughs> well, Sean, what's, um, see, I guarantee you probably got like a truck to do this, right? I do. So yeah, I got a truck and I, I built a custom trailer. So it's a 10 foot trailer. Um, but I put two racks on top and then, so I, that's where I keep my bona fides is up on the top, but I actually just got some J hooks in the mail. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'm going to go switch to the J hooks, but I fit five kayaks underneath, you know, the first layer of my kayak. Then I got a second layer. Um, and the bona fides are up there, but I'm going to switch those out, put the J hooks on there. So I think I can probably fit nine kayaks on it. I have a couple, I have two sets. If you're, you want them, dude, they're not being used. So if you want them, I'll be willing just to give them to you because they're not like one of them's got a little bit of uh, foam missing off of it. They're Malone ones. Um, I've had them on my trailer. I had them on my trailer, but I built the trailer to be a wet launch trailer. So, um, but they're just sitting in the garage. They're not going to get used because I don't think that trailer probably ever get converted back again. But I'll take um, them. Yeah, yeah, dude. Um, You're more than welcome. I just realized that I like J hooks a lot better than. So right now I got PVC rails Mm -hmm. and they're they're adjustable. I can adjust them for different types of kayaks, but I think I like the J hooks. Well, for for what you're doing, there's no reason to have the PVC. You know, like with those pelicans and even the bonafides, like. Well, like, well bona fide they're not straight so i realized that yeah. the bottom hole's not straight so yeah, yeah they're they're weird shape it's kind of like the outside pontoons are curved yeah they are yeah the only time that, i mean the only thing that is pvc i mean i'm not saying the only thing they're good for is this but like i mean it's really not needed until you start getting in like over 90 pounds for your kayak and you're looking at like, you know, a super wide 36 plus inch kayak. You're talking about pedal drives, that sort of thing. That's the only reason why I did that to my trailer was put PVC was because I had a, a pedal drive finally. And I was like, all right, I'm not turning this thing on its side. You know, I'm not carrying this thing around. I need a wet launch, you know, I, I and when I was taking my regular river kayak out, I was just throwing the back of the truck. I usually didn't take the trailer anymore because, you know, even when I took the trailer, it seemed like we were like it was kind of Brad and I tend to go with a group, you know, instead of just right. a solo. A lot of times it'd be like three, four, five of us. So we would be able to take multiple trucks up and down the river, you know, that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Right. But I don't know, man. Like, yeah, dude, you're more than welcome to have them if it'll help you out. Like, you know, I know the more you can get on that trailer, the better it's going to be for you. So that's exactly. I want to see how many I can get on there. Um, <laughs> but I, but I, I did toy around with the idea of getting a van. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know that I'm going to just because we're still post COVID. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and the world is want to keep groups small for right now. So, you know, that might be something kind of a, advertising point i guess is that i can keep your keep the group smaller you know a little more intimate if i got to take two trips up the river you know so yeah, bad, yeah. i'll take two trips up the river or if somebody has to ride in the back of the truck i don't think i mean we're just going five miles up the river i don't think it'll so i'm gonna hold off on the van i think for this year and see how it goes or you get a van like a prison van you just make these certain little cells like out of plexiglass <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> The creeper van hauling kayaks. <laughs> Carrying uh what's his face? Oh gosh, Silence of the Lambs guy. Remember the one where he's in the plastic? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, well, yeah. we, we didn't hit uh your pricing, so let's talk about that a little bit before we end it. Okay. So my rentals kayaks are ten dollars an hour. Um so and it's just kind of based on the trip. And I've thought about changing it around to trip prices. You know, you go mm-hmm. from here to here, it's 30 bucks. But right now I have them at $10 an hour. And then for shuttle service, it's $20 for the first kayak 
ten dollars each additional kayak. So you get three kayaks, it's thirty bucks. Four kayaks, you know, so or two ki- two kayaks, thirty bucks, three okay. kayaks, forty bucks. So and I think that ten just kind of covers the first ten kind of covers gas and then mm-hmm. uh w- what about the bonafides? Are those a little bit more? Yeah, so those are I'm I'm actually doing those by the day. Those are a hundred and fifty dollars for a half day, two hundred dollars okay. for a day. So not bad. And that, that gives people a, a chance if they don't know how they feel about kayak fishing, that'll give them a chance to get their feet wet and see if they like it. Right. Yeah, because there, dude, I went first time I ever went kayak fishing, I almost didn't do it, man. I had such yeah. an awful experience, like I hated it. I was on a little sitting side. Yeah. Um, what was it? The eagle fishing oh. like this. Yeah. <laughs> my, Fifteen minutes into it, I'm like, did somebody separate my spine? Like, what is happening? Like, dude, like I had to get out. Like, I couldn't <laughs> fish inside that thing. Well, first off, I wasn't used to fishing in a kayak because I was just. Like, oh, that spot looks good. Blow right by it, you know? And so I'd have to get out and fish for a while. Um, So it was kind of a pain, and my back hurt real bad. It wasn't very comfortable. So what I ended up doing was it took me maybe almost another solid year until I was just like – I went and bought a nice expensive kayak, you know? Like I was like, I'm going to save up the the money, and I'm going to drop, you know, some money on this. And um that I'm glad that I did that just because I, I just saved like a lot of uncomfortable, you know, kind yeah. of pissed off situations and days and stuff like, because I know that day that I went, I didn't have fun. It was fun, but like, I was like, this should be a lot better. And I, right. if I'm going to spend that much time on foot fishing, I might as well just keep wade fishing. There's no reason for me to get a kayak. Um, but once I ended up getting a Kusa HD and, you know, I was like, oh, this, these seats are a hundred times better. You know, I realized it was just a seat problem, not a kayak problem. So, right. but yeah, dude, I mean, it's, 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 it's a great idea. Cause you're just, you're going to in- introduce people to it. Um, you know, and with these, it's getting more and more like popular. Right. Yeah. And I think you, um, might have like you know you might get this opportunity to kind of really step into it and shine because of because of covid because some people might still be like i don't know if i want to go down the library you know there's yeah. you know thir- you know 40 people waiting in line or whatever and you know right. it's just it's just it's more of a personal thing you don't have to fight a crowd you don't have to worry about you know you can take people more places that cuz libraries are it's set here to here you yeah. know you have the option to kind of be like, Hey, you guys want to, if you want to go here, yeah, sure. No problem. You guys right. try that out, you know? And um, and that's another thing too, is all the liveries so far that I know of um, have cut off their personal kayak service. Mm-hmm. So there is nobody offering that this year. I know maybe in the past uh, adventures of the great Miami, I think they did offer that, but as of this year, as of so far, they haven't offered that. Right. So, so that's where Which, I come along. I have no idea why it makes no sense at all. I, don't, I mean, I guess it's just because it increases the amount of people, you know, because yeah. it's a, a person per boat type thing. So you're getting like a bigger crowd, I guess, together. But it, I mean, I, I don't know how often that happens. I think it's more of an inconvenience thing to be yeah. honest, with you, because they're in a they're in a, a routine. They're moving the same boats. They do the same thing from here yeah. to here. You throw in a. a you know, and they throw them around too. You know, they launch those things in the back. Of, they don't care. And now all of a sudden they got somebody's bona fide or they got their vibe or they got their Hobie and they got to yeah. take a little bit of extra care of it. They, oh, they, don't, okay. they don't want that. I see yeah. what you're saying. You're talking about like the shuttling service. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought we were kind of just, I thought we were talking about like renting kayaks, like, you know what I mean? Like they're, their own personal fleets that they have. So, yeah. So they're just not offering personal. So a person can't come to a livery and, and expect to get their, their kayak hauled. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. They're okay, not, doing, cool. they're not doing that this year. So yeah. yeah. Another yeah. cool thing that, Oh, no, no I done? just, no, I mean like, yeah, I, I agree with you, Sean. It, it, it's probably is like a hassle to them. They're like, Oh, we got to be nice to this one. And, right. You know, like, we got, we got to treat it. We got to treat. Yeah, exactly. 
I could see how that would be like nerve wracking with somebody's Hobie or something, you know? Right. It was yeah. funny though. I mean, I used, you know, Brad, I used to use Loveland when I first got the Cusa and yeah. because they, that was kind of their thing is they're like, yeah, we'll do free shuttle for you for a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we ended up having a baby that year. And so like it actually, we didn't even use it. Mark's like, well, we'll extend it for the next year. And I remember Laura and I went down there with our kayaks and they were all like, Oh, can you take the seat out? I'm like, it's all good, dude. Like, I'm right. seat in there all the time, bro. I just fold it down, you know, like, and they're like, you know, real gentle. I'm like, throw it on there, bro. Like, we this is like, I'm just like, <laughs> I was yeah. like, I mean, for Brad and I first fished together, I almost busted a hole in the bottom of his bonafide. So I told, I told Chris Yalk that the other day. I was like, dude, you see this? We put in there last weekend. I was like, you see this hill? Josh busted his butt right here. <laughs> First time I meet I meet Brad uh, Sean and we go kayaking and we're in uh, I think in Franklin or Milltown or whatever and we launch and I, there's this little steep hill man and I'm like every time I'm on this thing I slip and I'm carrying his kayak and I don't know where you walk you might have been walking down backwards yeah I was back and I was walking down forward and I hit those rocks and I just ate shit dude and just, I mean <laughs> I I could have I couldn't even have dropped his kayak any harder than I did. <laughs> um without like literally just like body slamming it but um it was pretty funny because i'm like oh dude i feel like shit like this guy's like oh, who is this dude just dropped my kayak and it and it is it it was there by the one stand right like it's got the big metal bar that's in there yeah yeah i dropped it right on this big metal chunk like it's notorious for eating kayaks basically like <laughs> So, so I I actually have a solution for that. I was I was thinking about it on the way home. Um, so all those hills you got to pull up, you got to pull your kayak up when you you know if you're not mm-hmm. at just any launch, you know. So I, I'm gonna get a winch and put on the on the the front of my kayak so I can just pull them up those hills. Not only can I pull them up, but I can also lower them down those big grass hills, you know, like oh, downtown yeah. where. Yep. So save Good you from, from smashing your face. You know, yeah. carry kayaks down the, that hill. So yeah. tomorrow I'm adding a winch to the front of my trailer. That's a good I idea. Just, I just hope they come out soon with like some wheels, you know, that aren't so invasive like the ones are, you know, like, or yeah, I have a cart. My, I love my sea tug. It's great, but it moves like a lot on the kayak. You hit a you, bump, it shifts around, but. Right. You, need, you need to experience the awesomeness of the wilderness systems HD cart. Yeah, best cart out but there that's for a, a kayak. Is that a scupper hole cart or no? No, no. no. It's just it's just a regular like H. Oh, Dude, that's I right. don't it's know. Got, it's got a rail system on it, right? I don't know what it is. You don't have to strap the kayak down. You you pull it and it stays on. It's some kind of material on the rails that holds the kayak on. I don't know what it is, but that's it's, a great. it's green, right? Is that the green and black one? That's the Sea Tug. No. Yeah, that's a yeah the HD cart. Is all metal, I think, with some pretty big plastic wheels, maybe something like that. I don't know. See, the sea tug's nice because you can break it down and you can store it kind of easily in the kayak. Um, you know, so that's that's the benefit for that. It and it's actually made of good material. Like I, I've had the same one for some time and it works good. It's just in some areas, man, if you ain't got that thing strapped tight, you know, it's going to shift down the kayak. The good thing is, is it doesn't completely come off or twist away. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's been times I've seen it slipping and I just keep going and I'm laughing because it's almost at the end, but the <laughs> kayak is still on there, you know, <laughs> like, but um, it, it's, uh, it's, I don't know, like it, it, it was, it was, it worked a lot better with the Coos HD than it does with my Kilroy. So mm-hmm. and I, I just think it was the way the, the, the shape. I don't know. I don't, I don't know why it kind of worked better with the, the Kusa, but it did, but I don't know, man, Sean, like that, what you got anything kind of new that you're thinking about this year? Like anything that you kind of really excited about with the company, man, I'm just, it's the beginning. I mean, this is my first year. So um, I'm just excited to, you know, get my name out there, start, start hauling people, start talking to people on the river, start, you know, renting kayaks just interacting with people and and yeah sorry about that i thought you started last year that's my fault. no this is actually first year so this is it 
Awesome, man. Yeah, for some reason, I kept thinking that uh, I talked to Ryan about it, and I thought it was in the fall. So, well, I've, I've been talking about it for a long time. Okay. So, yeah, I think I've probably been shuttling Ryan for probably since the fall. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, okay. Didn't know that. Well, man, uh, do you want to let everybody know where they can find you or how to contact you? Yeah, so right now I am on Facebook page. So my Facebook page, Taters Kayak Solutions, all one word, um, you'll find me. Um, Instagram, I'm not too hip to Instagram yet, but I'm learning fast that I need to get hip to Instagram. Um, And I'm I'm still in the process of building my webpage. So hopefully that will be coming soon. So right now it is um, mostly Facebook. Um, but yeah, it's got my contact information on there. You can message me straight from there. You can call me from there. Um, yeah, but man, I'd, I'd love to get out and, and earn your listeners business. Um, yeah. Heck yeah. We'll, 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 we'll definitely, uh, share this up in all the groups and stuff and get the word out for you. All right. Well, I thank you guys very much for the opportunity to be on your show. Um, it's been a great time and thank you guys very much. Yeah, we'll have to get out and fish, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. We'll get out and fish. And... Sounds good. Well, uh, Josh, if you don't have anything else, man. No, man. Uh, thanks again, everybody, for listening. Um, yeah. Sean, uh, good luck with everything, man. If you ever need anything, uh, you know, we'll get, I'll give you my contact information and, you know, I can get those uh, J holders out to you. But, um, man, I wish you the best, brother. All right. Hey, thanks a lot. Yep. Uh, Guys, thanks for listening. I hope this inspires somebody else in other cities, uh, other states, because cool idea, man. So uh, awesome. Great episode. I enjoyed it. Uh, Thanks for coming on again, man. Uh, We'll wrap it up now. We'll see you guys next week. All right. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com. Watch Waypoint TV's Great Outdoors Month celebration, presented by Battery Tender, every Tuesday in June from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Join us for land management tips, family hunts, and conservation-centric films as we show our appreciation for the great outdoors. One of the most legendary shows in the outdoors is on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Primo's Truth About Hunting, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.